Suzanne Legrand, and this is Writers on Craft, a show about writing and the creative process. Today, my guest is author Maxine Hong Kingston. Welcome. Thank you. Maxine has taught creative writing um, since 1981, and recently you retired in the last year. Yes, I did. But Mm -hmm. during that time, you taught literature and creative writing at UC Berkeley. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering a little bit about what you taught. Hmm. Well, I um, I taught a course called uh, Reading for Writers, and I also taught a uh, writing seminar. And um, I had an idea that uh, the writers should not just be in a workshop uh, where they read uh, one another's uh, new work. That uh, that we 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 should have some common references and uh, background. And uh, so I had them uh, read books uh, which um, inspired my writing, and I hope that it would inspire theirs. Let's see. They read um, Norman Mailer's uh, Armies of the Night, and uh, and and. That one, um, we look at uh, the writer as a participant or observer, and uh, we are looking at the social political responsibilities of the artist. Um, and then we read um, uh, Virginia Woolf's Room of One's Own. And so so we have to face the question, how are we going to get the privacy and the money in order to be a novelist? And she especially looked at women uh, novelists. How is a woman going to become a novelist? How are you going to get your 500 pounds? and a room of your own. Um, uh, The Immense Journey by Lauren Isley. And uh, that one... uh, we look at um, the the human mind, the evolution of the brain, and how did imagination uh, uh, evolve? Um, and and he, he starts off by that it, it's we are a nose, and breath comes through the nose, and and there we have inspiration. Um, and uh, William Carlos Williams in the American Grain, and that is a book about um, uh, uh, the the myth of America, uh, American myths. And we start off with the the myth that was in Columbus's mind that he was going to look for Cathay and uh, India, and. Uh, and and uh, he and he uh, arrives in America, and so we look at all the 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 myth of George Washington, of Benjamin Franklin, of Edgar Allan Poe, of of uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln, whom he th- said was a woman, a bearded woman, and, and so how I I want us to look at our myths, our history, and understand the story, and how we can write those stories. Um, and uh, I, I also assigned them China Men, my own book, because I am a, a living author, and I can tell them the process by which uh, these stories came to be. And I showed them um, early drafts because the drafts are are they're so stupid, you know. They're so. Uh, uh, 
There's nothing. Uh, they're not grammatical. They, they're a mess. And then I show them how after 12 drafts, you arrive at perfection, which is what the New York Times called that book, a perfect book. How did you learn to do those 12 drafts? Or how did you learn to write? Hmm. Oh, I, th- I think my um, learning began at the very start of writing. I, I think about it as when I learned the alphabet and and knowing how all those um, letters have sounds and then uh, being able to replicate the sounds that I was hearing and also the sounds that were in my head um, and then um, uh, uh, uh trying all different forms I as a as a child of course the the diary in which you are free to write anything um, and then um, uh, poetry and trying to um, imitate the uh, the forms that I was seeing um, and then um, I, I think imitating uh, stories that I was reading, and um, and I think all, all of those same things that I invented as a child, uh, I just did more of it as I um, uh, went along and became more educated. Do you think that beginning writers stop short? For example, stop at the fourth draft. Oh, or yeah. don't go deep enough, mm-hmm. um, partly because they don't know how what the distance is that you need to go. Yeah, and the, the beginning writers that I know, of course, are college students. And, uh, and you know, you write that paper the night before, and, and you, a college student feels that that's it. I mean, that one draft, and when you when I ask for a second draft, that's already a lot uh, to ask, and, and so um, and of course by the end of the semester there isn't time to do all that. We're we're doing this in school, so I just tell them that uh, you know in order to get here, it has to be um, twelve drafts, twenty drafts. Rewriting is a, a continuation of an ex, of exploration. Um, it, 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 you find new things as you enter that story again, and uh, though I did not discover uh, Fa Mulan, the woman warrior, the mythic woman warrior, until. Till about maybe the fourteenth draft. Before that, it was the story of the, uh, sort of a daily story, uh, a soap opera type story: mother, daughter, family, aunts, uncles. And but of the way I see rewriting is that you're making a tower, and each one your perspective gets higher and higher and I got to like the 13th, 14th story and I 
could look out into the sky and see the myth of the woman warrior. And so I added her in late, but then she's in the middle of the book. So see how these stories get embedded and then um, and then the uh, shine a light on to the end of the story. I know that for you, at least two of the books that you wrote took 10 years. Mm-hmm. How do you know when something is done? Um, I, I actually don't feel that I know. Um, uh, my books all seem to be a continuation one at after the other. And uh, in fact, Woman Warrior and China Men ha- have now been published as one book. And But I actually see all of my books as being a continuation, and, and each one um, uh, hasn't ended. And so I, I need to do the next and the next. Or I made mistakes, and th- so I need to correct them uh, later on. So how did you know when you were ready to let go of it? Is there a, a kind of a internal coherence, a sense that I've said what I wanted to say? There is that, but I also um, I don't let go of it very well. I, I, um, when I was writing China Men, uh, I... My my editors, I mean, my publisher, he really had a hard time getting it away from me. And uh, he sent a, a typewriter and like a Selectric, uh, the latest IBM Selectric over so that I would type faster. Or, and then uh, I would I would send things in and then I tell him, no, send it send it back, send it back to me, because here's some, I, I want to change it this way. And I've I've been doing that all along. And uh, even this new book, um, I love a broad margin to my life. I, I, I rewrote so much that, uh, you know, the paperback is very different from the hardback. There's books where I, I walk into a bookstore and I find the, I find things and I change them, and then I put it back. <laughs> What's the hardest thing for writers to learn? Perhaps the hardest thing for me is to, um, it is to find a, a, a order in my life, so that uh, I can. Um, find the 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 spaciousness um the the time the uh, the organization and the order so that uh, the discipline um so that i can um um i can allow myself to write uh, let's see some of the solutions i have now after the big fire um which burned my attic. I now have a, um, I have a little house just like the rose, so that so that I solve that problem of uh, of a place to go that that I can organize and make orderly in any way that I want. Uh, but then there's the how to organize time. Um, so now that means. Um, at what time uh, do I clean the house or eat or or 
go and make a living or or uh, go in the garden but no where where does the writing fit in uh, that is a daily discipline that I have to work with every day. You would think it would be easy since I've now retired from teaching, but still there are so many, many things to do and people to see. And and, and so every day there is a, there are decisions to be made about uh, to sit down and and write. In the last few years, I have been taking Sundays off. I, I think that there's also a, a, a necessity to say, when am I not going to write? Um, and, and that feels very good. Um, and uh, that, that Sunday in which I can do anything else I want. Oh, it, it feels very good. And, you know, don't forget, that's what God did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One last question. What do you know now about writing and or the creative process that you didn't know when you started writing? Hmm. Oh, I... The people and things and events uh, that uh, that I have in my ordinary life are are gifts, and they are dramatic, and they're very interesting, and uh, and I enjoy writing about them. Um, the uh, the at the beginning, um, the, the things had to uh, be, uh, you know, there had to be uh, shootings and killings and deaths and and romances, uh, and 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 I thought that that was um, what was amazing and exciting. But even uh, uh, wars, you, you had to write about war, like as in war and peace, um, I, I now see that um, the ordinary is just fascinating. And, uh, and, and there, uh, there is an infinite amount of, uh, of inspiration. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Suzanne. I'm Suzanne Legrand, and today I've been talking with Maxine Hong Kingston on Writers on Craft.